declutter takes up so much space in our homes, minds, time, and eventually our landfills. We live in a world that has shaped us into consumers on a planet that can't sustain the consumption. I am Steph Maguire, and the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast is here for the nature freaks and freaks of nature who want to rebel from the consumerist culture and create a more intentional life. I'm on a mission to help you be surrounded by the things that you love and to let go of the things that you don't. I'm all about creating simplicity, sustainability and joy in your home so that you can live a life closer to your full potential. I started this podcast in August of 2021 and now in mid-2022, my first episode is my most listened to. Every week, it keeps getting more listens. I think that might be because when you listen to another episode on Spotify or Apple Podcast or whatever, it auto-plays this one afterwards or people are curious to go to the first episode themselves. Or maybe people are just searching fast fashion on the app and finding it that way. Whatever the reason, it makes me happy because the content of this episode is great, but I also cringe a little because I was so scratchy when I started out. When I started this podcast, I had been blogging for a while, sharing articles about all things minimalism, decluttering, sustainability, and eco-friendly parenting. But my preferred style of learning, especially as a busy mom, was audio and still is audio. But I had a lot of resistance to deliver my content in audio format because of insecurity. Anyway, I decided that it was time to get over that and just start. Everyone has to start somewhere and I believe my message is an important one. So I wanted to make it as accessible as possible. And for busy mums, putting your headphones in and listening to a podcast while you're doing whatever during the day is the easiest way to absorb some content. So really, it was kind of selfish of me to just be making all these blog posts that pretty much no one was reading because no one really reads blog posts unless you've got a lot of traffic going to that website somehow. Anyway, I have decided to re-record my first episode, which is this episode, and I'm talking all about doing a 90-day detox that I invite you to join me in as well. So I'm doing a detox, but not the kind that you would think. This is a detox from fast fashion, an addiction that most of us have in the Western world countries, no matter our income. Even if you don't have an addiction to fast fashion, you probably at least have a bad habit. A habit of needing or wanting a new piece of clothing and immediately going to buy it new from the shops or online, instead of getting something already in circulation. So what is this fashion detox? I didn't make it up. Last year, I joined about 20,000 other awesome humans in pledging to not buy any new clothing from July through till September. Three months, 90 days. It's part of a movement of the promotion of slow fashion rather than fast fashion. I'm doing it again this year too. 
it's already a little bit into July, but I haven't bought anything new yet. So let's just say that I've started already um, unintentionally. I was planning on doing this again this year, but I kind of forgot about it and then um, I went away and now we're already into July, but I haven't actually bought anything new, even though I forgot about it. <laughs> I did go up shopping on the weekend and bought some secondhand things, which for this challenge is totally okay. This challenge is all about buying what is already in circulation, shopping from your own wardrobe, all of that rather than buying things new. When you're buying things new, then you are essentially the financier of that clothing being produced. I already live a lifestyle of less consumption than the average person, but having three months of strictly no new clothes, secondhand is fine, is something that pushes me even further into aligning my actions with my values. And if you're listening to this podcast, I assume that your values are quite similar to mine. When it comes to aligning your actions with your values, it's something that we don't really spend a whole lot of energy on if you are, like me, living in this hyper-consumerist world. And in your heart, you have values of wanting to look after the environment and the people on it and just generally have pretty ethical values in your heart. But then when it comes to your actions, they don't necessarily align with that. And I'm talking about myself here too. So let me share three main reasons why I'm doing this fast fashion detox. The first reason is to reduce the ecological damage that I purchase into existence. Even though I'm an advocate for the environment, minimalism and the circular economy, I feel that in recent years my clothes have been my downfall. With my changing body through pregnancy and breastfeeding, I've replaced a lot of my clothing and I've had a lot of convenient purchases from the major shopping center near my house. Which, when I look into my wardrobe, I've actually noticed that I have maybe even had more clothing that was bought brand new than secondhand, which is a little bit unusual for me when I was living in Byron Bay, Australia. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening from overseas, you might not even know where that is. But in Byron, there were a lot of, like, secondhand, like, uh, like basically people just, like, pulling up to the grass on the side of the road and selling all the crap. Um, there was a very transient town, so heaps of people were doing sort of like yard sale clearances like all the time and a lot of it would happen like 10 meters away from where I was working. So every Saturday morning I'd have access to all the secondhand clothing and that's where I bought most of my clothing along with op shops and all the different other ways you can buy secondhand clothing were very easy in Byron and in Byron there were mainly really expensive boutiques and we didn't have these massive like cheap shops that you'd find in big shopping centers. So I've struggled with that since moving to Brisbane because that is what is now convenient and the um, secondhand clothing is less convenient. So that has switched and I have fallen victim to that a little bit. So by not buying any new clothes for three months, I will not be contributing to the ecological damage that comes with that production. 
So there's everything from chemical farming to synthetic fiber production to all of the emissions created in the processing and shipping of it all too. I actually read somewhere that cotton uses half of the world's pesticides. I'm not sure if that is completely true, but I know that it definitely is heavily, heavily pesticided, which ironically makes cotton clothing not very eco-friendly unless it's organic, which is kind of counterintuitive. When you read 100% cotton, you would think that it is the natural eco-alternative, but knowing how much pesticide use goes into cotton production, it's really not. So through me not purchasing my clothes new, I'm not contributing to any of that. The second reason that motivates me to do this is to not support the mistreatment of people. Pretty much the majority of clothes that we buy are made by poorly paid workers in working conditions that we would not accept here in Australia. While there is a demand for more and more cheap clothes, there will be an industry of exploited workers. And even if the clothes aren't cheap, that doesn't mean the workers are actually the ones being paid. A lot of the like big brand companies that you'll see in like major shopping centers or whatever, like Nike for example, are also contributing to the like basically enslavement of people in their manufacturing factories and everything. Differences is that they sell less quantity and just take more profit. And all of the really, really cheap clothes, they're selling with less profit, but heaps more quantity. They're selling pretty much insane amounts of clothes that people don't need. (laughs) I mean, we all need clothes, but a lot of the really prolific fast fashion outlets are filled with really cheap clothes that people just buy a huge amount of quantity of and fill up your wardrobes, etc. So I want to stop supporting the industry long term, but a three-month cold turkey detox will help me practice better ways. Yes, there are smaller clothing brands and some bigger ones that make an effort to ensure that there are fair working conditions in the production of their garments, but I will have plenty of time to shop with them after this detox. And reason number three, which is also a really big one, is to avoid clothes landing in landfill. While I personally donate or recycle 95% of clothes that I'm done with, by not buying any new clothes, I'm not adding to the amount of clothes in circulation, which are mostly destined for landfill. There's also a lot of fabric waste in the production of garments before they even get to me. So by acquiring pre-loved clothing, I'm also deterring these clothes from landfill too. It's a win-win-win. Some other benefits I'll experience from this challenge is saving money, time. We all know the time we waste browsing clothes to buy online or at stores. I'll also develop a better relationship with clothes, becoming more resourceful in creating clothes with the options already circulating out there and already in my wardrobe. So yeah, I'm really excited to stick it out through these three months. It's not really sticking it out because I'll be receiving heaps of benefits and I'll be creating heaps of benefits in the world. So it really is a good thing. It's not like I'm depriving myself or depriving the world of anything. It is a really positive thing to do and I am excited to do it. 
So how does it work? The fashion detox is about not buying new clothes. You can still buy secondhand clothes. It's all about not adding any new clothes into existence and utilizing what's already here. I want to share with you a bunch of alternatives to buying clothes new. Number one, the good old op shop. At first glance, op shops seem to be filled with unflattering granny clothes, but if you get digging, you can really find some gems. They are essentially a collection of hundreds of people's pre-loved clothing, so chances are each op shop has something that you might like. Duck into op shops as often as you can to increase your chances of finding some nice stuff. The clothes that I get the most comments on, I'm usually replying, thanks, I found it in an op shop. Number two is pre-loved fashion markets. I found the best stuff at little stalls where people are selling their clothes. I was mentioning that there was lots of this sort of thing happening in Byron. Sometimes I've even bought things for a few dollars and then worn them for years. You can check Facebook for events near you or post on a local Facebook page asking if anyone knows of any coming up. These things are really and truly happening everywhere and quite often. I know where I live in Brisbane, there is one within like 15 minutes of me happening like every weekend. You just need to get in the know of where and when they're happening. I find these uh, pre-loved fashion markets to have a lot more nicer stuff than op shops and especially um, more youth orientated stuff too. So I mentioned that like at first glance, op shops can seem like they're filled with unflattering granny clothes, but um, these like fashion markets, yeah, there's um, definitely a range of ages that go there to sell their stuff, but there is a higher percentage of people in their 20s and 30s or even teens. There's lots of teens that um, go to these places too. So you can find really um, like in-trend things as well. Another thing to check out is the secondhand clothing apps. So apps like Poshmark and Depop are the closest things to online shopping in the circular economy. You can browse clothes that will fit you and have them shipped to your door directly from the person who's selling it. Kind of like a secondhand store, but cutting out the middleman. And there is borrowing clothing. So if you want to get a new outfit for one event, which is likely to happen in a normal three months, so it's probably likely to happen in this three months, is why have it sit in your closet collecting dust afterwards? You can borrow something from a friend or utilize one of the outfit rental sites that have popped up over recent years. For real fancy events like weddings or like, um, I don't know, galas or <laughs> any other sort of like, uh, like cocktail or real formal event, these outfit rental sites could be really good. I've always been interested in them, but I've never really been to an event fancy enough to validate the cost of it. But like, it's really good for if you are the type of person to spend hundreds of dollars on a really nice dress, you can end up paying like 50 or 60 to rent one for the weekend. And then you don't have to have this like really expensive dress and expense sitting in the back of your wardrobe for years. You can also host a clothing swap. 
What a better way to celebrate your no new clothing challenge than hosting a clothing swap. You can invite your friends over and bring all the clothes that they don't wear anymore and hang out while choosing new pieces to bring home to your wardrobe and their wardrobe. And lastly, but actually more importantly, this should have really been the first alternative because it is so important, is to shop your wardrobe. You have been collecting clothes for years to your own style and they are all there waiting for you in your closet. Maybe take this opportunity to do a big declutter so you can curate your wardrobe knowing that you would wear anything that's in there. As a professional in the organizing and decluttering world, I can tell you that the cheapest way to upgrade your closet is to actually downgrade it because all of that clothing that's in there that you don't actually like wearing is fogging up your brain every time that you open your wardrobe and try and decide what to wear. You can fall in love with your wardrobe again by removing the excess and knowing that everything that's in there are things that you love and then you'll actually start to wear those things that have been hidden in between the clutter. So will you join me in the fast fashion detox? I checked the website that I used last year to sign up and it doesn't look like they are running it, the like organization that ran it last year is running it again. So I don't think there's like an official place that you can sign up to do this detox. I'm rolling with it again in my personal life. I invite you to join me with this. No matter what time of year you're listening to this to, if you're listening to this years down the track, it does not matter. You can choose to do something like this whenever you want. I'm doing it now for three months really strictly and hopefully that just propels me further into aligning my actions with my values in my day-to-day life from then on. So I'm not saying that I will never buy a piece of new clothing again, especially when there are so many um, like eco-friendly ethical brands out there. But there is so much excess clothing in the world already circulating around out there and I'm just going to stick with that for the next three months. If we all do something like this every once in a while, it will have huge effects on the environment. The effect that the fashion industry has on the environment is pretty catastrophic and the people who are working in the clothing manufacturing industry around the world are some of the most poorly treated workers as well. I'm going to make another episode on my podcast soon about how racism relates to stuff. Um, It might be a bit controversial, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. I'm calling myself out on this, but that will be all to do with the people who make our stuff and how we kind of turn a blind eye to it in the Western world. So tune in for that if you are going to commit to doing a challenge like this even if it's it's your own version you might want to just do like a 30-day version because most people do spend um most people do buy clothes like on a super regular basis if you're doing any kind of your own version of this detox i invite you to message me on instagram we can do it together or i would just like to hear from you that you're doing it because If I know that I'm impacting other people to make changes in their life through this podcast, whenever I get a message about that on Instagram, that really like makes my day. So go send me a DM if you are in this with me. 
I hope you're feeling inspired by this episode to implement it in whatever way that works best for you. Bye for now. And if you are subscribed to the Sorted Out Sustainably podcast, I will talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for listening to the entirety of this podcast episode. I love helping you create a life of more joy, more time, more sustainability, more simplicity and intentionality by inspiring you to live with less mindless consumption and less waste. I'm here to help and if you click subscribe to this podcast, you should see a new episode about every week. I have a bunch of previous episodes that might help you and a bunch more cooking. Be sure to be following me on Instagram where I like to have fun with Instagram reels and I pop into stories to chat sometimes too. I also have some free tools you can check out like my PDF for 10 questions to ask yourself when decluttering to help you make decisions where you're getting stuck and a quiz that you can take to tell you what type of minimalist you are so that you can get some personalized tips to help you along your journey. I have an $11 minimalism mini course with a big sustainability focus. It can be done in just a few hours over a weekend. That's why I called it the Radical Shift Weekend. And if you're interested in completely revolutionizing your relationship with stuff by decluttering your entire home, I have a course for that too. It's called Cut Clutter and Cultivate Joy. The waitlist for my whole house decluttering course is in the show notes of this episode, along with everything else I mentioned. I wish you the best day or night wherever you are. My name is Steph, and if you're subscribed to the Sorted Out Sustainably podcast, I'll chat to you next week.